Well, Chris Paul had some very interesting things to say. So did Steve Kerr and so did Stephen Curry. Kylan Mills and I are going to break down what they said, why it's important, why it's relevant. All that and next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You can follow Kylan Mills on most, if not all, social media platforms, including TikTok. Instagram and Twitter at Kylan Mills. You can follow me on threads at Dog Wild and on Twitter, or is it still Twitter? Is it X? X whatever we're calling X. it. Now, X. dude, it's crazy. I feel like we talk about this every episode because the social media landscape is wild. Yeah. It's like sort of X. So, like, it's still showing like the Twitter logo and it's still twitter.com, but like the, like on your home screen, there is an X where it like used to say Twitter. It, it's like a half baked launch at this point. I don't mm-hmm. know. So I guess it's X, whatever it is. Yeah. And I, I saw someone that says instead of, instead of calling them tweets, they're now zeets uh, with an X in front of it. Well, regardless, you can follow me on on X at Dog <laughs> Roadshow. Um, Kylan, how are you doing, man? This this heat wave I think is affecting both of us in, in a miserable fashion. I'm dying. Uh, I think we only got two more days of this, and then we'll be back to semi normal weather here. But how are you? What's new in your world before we get into the Warriors? Yeah, excited to talk some more Warriors in the offseason, but it has been hot. Uh, if anyone else lives in the peninsula where I live, most homes do not have air conditioning. So anytime it gets above 70 degrees, basically we're sweating it out, and that's pretty much where I'm at. Um, however, basketball season, getting a little bit closer, so excited to you know follow all the musings that have been going on in the offseason, but very curious to see you know what happens with the Warriors and, and looking forward to it. October can't come soon enough, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're in the absolute the deadest time of year. It is, yeah, the dog days of summer, the <laughs> deadest time. Of year. 100%. The, the comment section's empty right now. We're, we're, a, this is absolutely not the, the most riveting part of year for NBA basketball, but you can yeah. find some some nuggets of gold if you dig uh, uh, hard and, and search carefully. Um, and somebody uh, under the Twitter account of uh, Chris Torres Fit. His name is Chris Torres. I got to give him some love because he he tagged both of us um, in this tweet. And the yeah. tweet had this clip I'm going to play right now. This was um, fascinating. Yeah, Here we it, go. it is. Something it to is, talk about. Something to talk about. We like that. It is. Absolutely. And Jill and everyone else who's here right now, hello to all of you. Um, so let's play this soundbite. This is Chris Paul. And it's interesting because we haven't really delved, and I haven't heard other programs or, or reporters or journalists really delve into Chris Paul's qualities as a leader, uh, you know, it's always been sort of a running bit. Charles Barkley says this a lot on Inside the NBA. And the running bit is that uh, his his famous line is, Chris Paul is the best leader in the NBA. We've heard him say it like a million times. It's become kind of a running gag. Um, but it is rooted in some uh, uh, nonfiction. It's rooted in some uh, basis of reality. And the Warriors now have 
one of the best leaders supposedly in the NBA. And what does that mean? Well, I feel like this soundbite uh, really embodies Chris Paul and what he's going to bring to the table in terms of the leadership perspective. So here's Chris Paul on the Rick Roll podcast. Even if you're trying to decide between A and B, right? Or say you're trying to decide between A, B, and C. This is just being really honest. Say you already got your heart set on that you're going to do A, right? You still need to go ask because people feel totally different when they feel like that they've had some input on what's taking place, right? Now, when you go ask these people, they may also agree with you that it's A, you know? And a few of them might say B, a few of them might say C, mm -hmm. and a few might say A. But if you can learn to at least collaborate, let people feel like they are a part of the decision being made, that if they do feel like they are part of it, sometimes good, bad, or indifferent, they will embrace it totally different, right? and really, really go for it. And thanks again to Chris Torres for making us aware of that clip. Um, I thought it was really insightful. It, it, it And what I loved about it is it gives the, I feel like it gives the Warriors another coach. It gives them a, a voice that's going to, you know, give differing opinions. And I think the team needs that. I actually loved hearing that because instead of having this autocracy where it's just Steve Kerr and Stephen Curry and, you know, it's been their way for a long time. And now we've got a new perspective in the house. Colin, what were your thoughts when you uh, listened, when you just heard that soundbite? Uh, I think it was very insightful. I think that Chris Paul is spot on in terms of getting input from people. And that is somewhat of the way that Steve Kerr has approached coaching this team. I think that he doesn't do anything without the input of the big three, or at least make big decisions. And that's something that Steve Kerr has been upfront about, you know, for example, like taking Draymond or keeping Draymond out of the starting lineup after dealing with a suspension. Like he was flat out, like before I even went to Draymond, Draymond came to me, but I was planning on talking to Draymond about it. I was planning on talking to Steph about it. I was planning to talk to Clay about, you know, so I think that's something that um, Steve Kerr took away from Phil Jackson is having player input in mm -hmm. the coaching decision-making. So yes, that's a part of it. But like you said, it's been run so long in terms of those play the player input by Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Like those are the two, I think, loudest voices in Steve Kerr's ear right now. Is it a bad thing to get another perspective from someone who's not been with the organization for a decade plus? I don't think that's a bad thing. He brings in a different look, a different perspective, different experience. And I think that's a positive. Um, and I think what he said is absolutely right. The way you approach people and if you do let them have a say and let them have an input, even if you want something to get done, that's the better way to get people on board with what you're trying to execute than just going and barking out orders. Um, so I think he's right. He definitely brings a leadership and and that veteran experience. And I don't think it's a bad thing to get another perspective in Steve Kerr's ear. Personally, I'd be curious to see how... Chris Paul's relationship plays out with Draymond. Like that's one of my biggest question marks in terms of, and it's something that Chris Paul's talked about as well, just saying that he's excited to see how it plays out. But those are two very vocal players and players who are not afraid to make their opinions known. So that's the other thing that pops in my head. Great, I think, to get another perspective, but also be very curious to see if there is any clashing. Do they immediately gel very well? Like kind of what the dynamics going to be between Chris Paul and Draymond Green, because they're both very vocal, very opinionated, and certainly are both veteran leaders who, you know, the young guys are going to look up to. So are those two going to be on the same page? That's one thing that I'm curious to see. Oh, I think anyone uh, who follows the Warriors is fascinated in terms of seeing how that's going to play out. And Jill Espina uh, in the chat writes, leaders, Dre and CB3 could clash. Um, well, that wasn't the only uh, soundbite. Uh, the, the Golden State Warriors actually tweeted out, 
um, this video clip. I don't know if they did the interview themselves, but uh, it was basically it's a clip of Chris Paul. We're going to play it right now talking about some of his new teammates on the Golden State Warriors and, and being very forthright. And I, I always appreciate transparency and honesty. And Chris Paul did not hold back here. Here's Chris Paul's thoughts on his Warriors teammates. Thoughts on I'm excited. Uh, I think Steph said it too. I even said it when it happened. It's going to take some getting used to. Yeah, I think the thing I'm most excited about is the fluidness that the team plays with. I think when you compete against a team for so long and so hard that you have to have some type of appreciation for them and the way that they play and the way that they share the ball and the selflessness of all the different guys on the team. I'm excited to, to team up with Steph. We got all this stuff that's connected to each other. And I think through sports, sometimes you just compete so crazy. So I'm excited about playing alongside of them. Yeah, Draymond is, uh, I feel sorry for the other teams that's, that's got to play against both of us because he's always been very vocal as, as I am, you know, and I, I've always thrived with guys like that. Clay uh, just always been Clay. Here and there, you know, we would compete against each other over time. And, you know, a lot of times the fans see the, the pushing, the fighting and all that. But when you know somebody works that hard, then there's always uh, a lot of respect there, too. I've been blessed and fortunate to play for a long time. So I've played in Oracle over in Oakland. You know, so I knew what that fan base was like, and it was unbelievable. You know, I played against the Monte Ellis's and Beardrins, you know, I could name off a lot of people that I played against over the years and to see the team now in the Chase Center, it's always a lot of energy. It's going to be crazy now to be on the other side of some of those runs of Steph and Clay hitting them threes and stuff, man. All right, so that was Draymond Green. I'm sorry, that was uh, Chris Paul. Uh, talking about some of his Warriors teammates, exhibiting some uh, impressive knowledge about the history of the Warriors. I know Chris Paul's been in this league for a very long time. He did play against Monte Ellis, uh, Andre Biedrinch, uh, and, and that whole crew. Uh, but I loved especially what he said about Draymond, that other teams are in trouble, uh, that the Warriors uh, now have both Chris Paul and Draymond Green to deal with. Uh, Kylan, uh, let's get your thoughts, if you don't mind, when we come back. Uh, Got to give some love real fast. Uh, to prize picks. Um, I personally love those sound bites so from Chris Paul, and, and I'm also very excited to hear Kylan your thoughts uh, on on his, what he just said right there. Uh, but first, uh, got to give some love once again to Prize Picks, one of our longtime sponsors now, and it's all about daily fantasy sports made fun and easy. It's all about over unders. It's all about individuals. Kylan, you're completely on top of the soccer scene. Uh, the Women's World Cup is going on right now. Are there any players on the, the U.S. women's team right now that stick out to you that might that are scoring goals that uh, might be someone that be could be worthy of betting on? Uh, what are your thoughts on the World Cup so far? If you're placing any bets, bet on the U.S. Women's National Team. Bet on the over for Sophia Smith and Trinity Rodman, two young forwards in the starting lineup for the United States. Smith at a brace in the U.S.'s 3-0 win over Vietnam in their opening match on Friday. Trinity Rodman had a brace in their send-off match against Wales back on July 9th. Those two are definitely going to be huge impact players. I'm going with the over. I think they're going to have a major breakout in this World Cup. And this roster is loaded with talent. So if you're betting anything on the U.S. women's team, you're going to be doing pretty well. All right. And there, and, you, and it's not just soccer, obviously, Major League Baseball. Yes, everything. Uh, but the World Cup is huge right now. It's been really it cool to see how many people are into following you know, this women's sporting event. So make your bets now. 
Absolutely. Not just the World Cup. I mean, Major League Soccer, we saw Messi's debut. Yep. He, he had a game winner in his first game, and you could have bet on Price Picks for that. Just the, all you got to do is download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. All you got to do is use the promo code locked on. Again, put in 100 bucks, they'll match it. Whatever you put in, 50, 25. They will match it if you enter the promo code locked on at sign up. All you got to do is enter that promo code and you get double the money what you put into play with. Do it today. It's fun, it's easy, and it's legal in California. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everyers, follow us on Twitter at Locked On Dubs, where we announce showtimes, where we announce guests. Uh, as soon as we have the official word on the Warriors assistant coach coming on the show, we will definitely tweet that out. It's not just a waiting game in terms of availability, but we will have a Warriors assistant on this program. Kylan, I am pumped on that. And folks, you can follow Kylan Mills on most social media platforms, including Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Kylan Mills. What are your thoughts on that on that soundbite there? Uh, uh, Chris Paul going off on Warriors history, showing some impressive knowledge, telling folks that him and Dr- that he likes Draymond's temperament and attitude, and thinks the NBA is in trouble with those two together. Your thoughts? One thing that's clear to me, based on everything CP3 has said, is that he does have a very big respect for the Warriors organization. The fact that he knows so much of that history is huge because. I think he comes in with a certain level of reverence for what the Warriors have accomplished. Uh, and I think that's going to be important for him to fit in with this group in terms of uh, Chris Paul and Draymond Green's relationship. To me, the respect is already there. And I believe that both of these players are automatically going to have respect for someone of the other's caliber uh, for what bo- they both have accomplished in the NBA, the reputations that they have. I think there is a natural respect there. I do believe that they are going to try to do everything possible to work it out. My question is just, are there going to be points when they do have clashing viewpoints? Uh, are there going to be times where they see things differently that they aren't able to see eye to eye? How will they resolve those conflicts? That's the question I have. I have no question that there is a respect between CP3 and Draymond Green, that they are looking forward to playing together. They're going to do everything possible to try to lead this team in the right way. Are there going to be moments where they don't see eye to eye? Absolutely. How are they going to deal with those conflicts? That's something that I am keeping an eye on. Another thing that I just was looking up during, uh, if you saw me looking down during while that video was being played, was I want to double check. Monty Poole also, and something I wanted to bring up about CP3 that's changing subjects a little bit, but uh, Monty Poole recently reported that Draymond and Jonathan Kaminga don't have much of a relationship. I don't know if you saw that tweet from like a week ago. Yeah. Uh, NBC Sports Bay Area. Warriors reporter Monty Poole reported that Draymond Green and Jonathan Kaminga don't have much of a relationship. This is where I'm excited to bring in a vet like Chris Paul's caliber and with his type of leadership to possibly impact some of the young players that aren't connecting with Draymond Green. It's also a huge factor whether or not Andre Guadalla is going to be with the organization this upcoming season. He's a player who has been able to connect with some of those young guys. I know JK has mentioned Andre's been a mentor to him, but maybe him and Draymond just don't see eye to eye. Now there's another leader in the locker room. There also is Steph Curry as well, so I don't want to mm-hmm. ignore him. But I do think that Draymond Green is a little bit more vocal, uh, and I think that there's something that 
Chris Paul could add to connecting with some of these young players, rookies that they're bringing in that Draymond Green doesn't have and that even Steph Curry doesn't have in terms of just, you know, personality and experience and ability to connect with different people. Relationships are different just depending on personalities. So Chris Paul now bringing experience in a different dynamic could possibly connect with some of the young players who maybe haven't connected with Draymond Green or Steph Curry in that certain way. So I think that's a major positive going forward. The leadership and the mentorship he could bring to a player like Kaminga, who apparently doesn't have much of a relationship with Draymond Green. He's a player that has to make huge strides this year. Who is going to really help him get there? Because to me, from what we've seen, he clearly still has a little bit of work to do in terms of some of the maturity aspects that we talked about and you know, just regarding some things that have happened throughout his Warriors career, which he's young, understandable. But there have got to be vets who can take him under their wing. It's a little bit concerning if he doesn't have a relationship with Draymond. Is this somewhere where Chris Paul could possibly step in and you know help guide him a little bit that's something i'm looking for i'm really glad you brought that up uh monty pool uh, he, he he discussed that on 95 7 the game uh wrote yeah. a column as you mentioned uh about that or report about that lack of a relationship um and, and i don't know if like what what inspired monty to discuss that was during summer league uh one of the games you saw this the, you saw this this video footage of steph and kaminga sitting by side by side courtside um sorry to be redundant there and it, it and it showed that and Steph was basically like having conversations with them. Um, it, you know, it, it basically gave a visual to us of this mentorship role that Steph hopefully is going to start exhibiting with Jonathan Kaminga. And I yeah. don't know if Monty kind of just bet off that and started thinking about Dre. Now, in Draymond's defense, the lack of relationship thing goes back to last October. Um, they, granted, they were, throughout the season, they didn't have much of a relationship. Um, so it's one of those things where like the last time the topic was brought up was almost a year ago. Uh, now Draymond has a chance to rectify that situation. Take Kaminga under your wing. Um, in my humble opinion, the core three have, have just as much of an impetus as the coaching staff to mentor mm -hmm. two young players and in addition to the rookies. Uh, but the core three, I mean, they're the leaders of the squad. It's not just the coaching staff anymore. I mean, clearly Kerr is making a lot of these decisions based on what Steph Clay and Dre want and what he feels will fit best with them. So they got to, they got to uh, take on a responsibility here. I'm totally with you. Draymond needs to step it up when it comes to relationships and development with these young players. Um, so yeah, let's hope Chris Paul makes that easier. Uh, and let's hope Draymond actually does take the initiative so that Kaminga is not, doesn't have that leadership there. I mean, Draymond's has a very high basketball IQ, why not impart that on one of your younger players? So I'm, I'm totally with you there. Um, Can I happen to mention something? Sean Stanley just mentioned in the chat, I give no weight to Monty Poole's report about Kaminga and Draymond. Draymond's a professional. People don't have to be lovey-dovey to compete and play together. Someone else mentioned in the chat as well, like, oh, what do you want them to be eating off the same strand of spaghetti? Uh, now, I don't have any doubt that Draymond Green is going to be a professional and is going to work as a teammate with Jonathan Kaminga. However, there has to be another level of mentorship in order for these young players to be successful. They have to learn from someone, and it goes beyond the coaching staff. In every locker room, there has to be veterans that help show the young players the way. Maybe that's not Draymond for Jonathan Kaminga. And I'm not even taking a shot at Draymond in any way if they don't have a relationship or like folks are saying, if they aren't lovey-dovey and they don't, you know, they're not best friends, that's totally fine. If they have a good working relationship, that's great. However, with some of these young players, they do need more guidance and mentorship from older players in the organization. For example, 
JK has specifically said that Andre Guadalla has gone out of his way to take him under his wing, to have serious sit down chats with him when there were reports out that he Kamingo is possibly like arriving late for the bus or, or, you know, doing some little things that weren't in line with the expectations of the organization that Andre was that person who pulled Jonathan Kaminga aside, had those tough conversations, helped try to show him, Hey, this is how you do things in a professional organization at the NBA level. Because when you bring in players that are 18, 19 years old, even 20, there's going to be a learning curve. Mm -hmm. And it can't just come from the coaching staff like you mentioned. So not a knock on Dre. Dre, I, I'm not saying has done anything wrong if they don't have a relationship right now. Um, you know, And I'm not saying they have to be best friends. But I do think that it's important there is mentorship for these young players. And to me, some of the antics we saw from JK in terms of the body language last season when he wasn't playing – some people weren't happy with the comments he made to the Chronicle. I think a lot of people stand on different sides of that argument. But I think without a doubt, he certainly could use some guidance and help in terms of how to navigate those situations where you're not getting the playing time you want or you're not seeing the minutes that you want. You're not in the rotation the way you want to. How do you handle those situations? Um, you know, there's a lot to be learned from veterans in the league. And if Draymond doesn't have that connection with Kaminga, could Chris Paul have that connection with Kaminga? I think it's great that we saw Steph Curry having those conversations with Kaminga mm -hmm. because the organization kept him here this summer for a reason. Yep. The Warriors sees Jonathan Kaminga as being a big part of the future. But that also means that he's going to need some help to get there. He still is very young, and he just flat out needs guidance and mentorship. Someone has to step up and do that, and it can't just come from the coaching staff. Wholeheartedly agree. Eddie757 Eddie writes, Dre is not the kind of guy to mentor his replacement. Uh, why? I, I don't I don't. I mean, that's a, a subjective comment. Maybe you're right, but maybe you're totally wrong, too. Um, and I also don't agree with the second sentence where uh, Eddie757 writes, particularly a guy as gifted and talented, as Kaminga, I, I, I'm not, that's not what I meant. I meant the part about the replacement. I don't think Kaminga is Draymond Green's replacement. They play very different positions. Uh, Kaminga is going to be re relied on tremendously for his offensive skill set, in addition to everything he does. But um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really jive with that. Um, I do agree as well that I mean, look, Draymond and Steph and these guys—they had mentors. Uh, someone wrote that in the chat as well. Pay it forward, okay? It, you're you're the veterans now, and if you want success. That's part of what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to show these young players the rights and wrongs in order to succeed. So, um, yeah. we'll, yeah, it was, <laughs> but what, but you know, people are mentioning Iguodala in the chat. What do you think is going to happen with him? I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think the Warriors are going to fill the 14th roster spot with him. Um, they seem pretty set on not adding a 15th player for salary reasons. It saves them close to 15 million dollars a year when you factor in all the uh the luxury tax penalties um so i mean outside of an assistant coaching position i don't see how iguodala comes back uh what do you think do you have any opinions on that or yeah what do you think what are your thoughts douglas mikes is cracking me up in the chat because he said i think iguodala is pushing this narrative that kaminga doesn't have a mentor to squeeze another vet minimum deal out of the warriors that's all <laughs> all of this is this is andre iguodala uh, pulling the purse strings to get another vet minimum no that's hilarious though uh you know i I mean, I don't see how Andre Iguodala comes back another season on a vet minimum as a player. He flat out wasn't healthy last year pretty much at any point in time. He threw his back out dunking in that one game, I'm convinced, because, God, what game was that? Oh, the days fly. Um, Whatever that game was in January, then he was, like, out for the longest time yeah. and basically called it a season after, after that dunk. I'm convinced that was what did it. Um, you know, and then, unfortunately, I think he ended up being diagnosed. Was it a broken wrist or finger? I can't remember now. God. Getting away from me. Oh, in terms uh, of I, I Iguodala's oh, injury. He had a hand a, injury. He had a hand injury. 
He did. I can't remember either, but yeah. Either way, he was broken all season. Various issues. His hip was initially what was keeping him out for a long time early in the season. He ended up suffering a hand or wrist injury. I think it happened on that specific dunking play. Uh, But, you know, I just don't see how he could possibly be worth of that minimum to come back and not play. Like he he didn't play last season. Like that's, that's, that's it. He He cannot stay healthy. No, he can't stay healthy. He'll always be a legend in the Warriors organization. Everyone appreciates him, appreciates him for what he does. You love the leadership, but I just don't see how you can validate at this point, paying him a vet minimum when he cannot stay healthy. I just don't see how, um, would love to see him come back in an assistant coaching position, but he said before that he doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the Warriors could somehow convince him to come back in some other capacity other than like maybe some kind of player liaison or ambassador type of role. If he doesn't want to be a coach, like I don't know if they could somehow spin it to bring him back because I think he has a great basketball mind. He's a ton of history with this Warriors organization. He's really highly respected across the NBA. It would be great to keep him with the Warriors. I just don't see how you can pay him the vet minimum when he's not healthy and it's just going to be a waste of a roster spot. Absolutely. And look, the Warriors still have not filled uh, the vacancy that was set by Jama Malalela, who uh, went back to the Toronto Raptors. Um, the Warriors also have a diversity issue when it comes to their coaching staff and their front office. Uh, so if Andre Iguodala uh, agrees to come back as an assistant coach, you're kind of killing two birds, one stone there. I, I, clearly the team loves him. I mean, so I, I do hope he does reconsider his, his, um, his, uh, you know, his objection to being an assistant coach. Um, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think you he'd know, be a great assistant coach. Totally. Or, totally. or like I said, I wouldn't be mad if he took some other, you know, type of position in the front office. Uh, anything, like I said, player liaison is something in scouting. Like, I think he's a great basketball mind and he's super well respected in the NBA. Like keep him in any capacity. That's not a player at this point. Right. Um, Ernie Chavez is saying they did promote someone. I, I have not heard of that. So that's news to me. Uh, Ernie, follow up on the name, please. I'll, I'll look that up. Let you know if that's true or not. I've not heard the Warriors have replaced the uh, Jama Mala Layla yet. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to uh, 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 read some of these quotes that Steve Kerr provided uh, to Shana Rubin of the the San Jose Mercury News. Um, she conducted a phone interview with them. Kerr is officially busy now with Team USA. They're going to start practicing in Vegas. Uh, I think they're going to play their first games after Vegas and Puerto Rico. Don't quote me on that. Uh, I'm basing that off memory of an article I read. A week or so ago, but uh, he said some rather interesting things. Um, Chris Weems got promoted. We'll we'll save that for another show. I don't because I, I haven't heard any of that. Uh, so here's some of the the the, the lines though that uh, he said. Let me whoops. Let me cue that up real fast. Um, he first talked about Chris Paul and how uh, Chris Paul came out and was like, um, you know, I I I I haven't had any discussions about being a starter. So. Steve Kerr said, quote, in regard in regards to Chris Paul's role on the team, quote, all of that will happen in training camp until we get everyone on the floor. We won't be able to assess what's best for our team and how everything is going to look. But I'm very confident that it's going to work out. We got great guys. We got champions, great competitors. There's one gold next year, and that's to win at the highest possible level. Everything else will unfold as the season does, unquote. Um, <clears throat> look, I to me. I don't think it's it's a debate that Chris Paul should come off the bench. There's a lot of reasons why that would benefit uh, the Golden State Warriors. Um, chief among them, you're, you're bolstering your bench. You're giving the younger players off the bench uh, a player who knows what he's doing out there, who can guide them. 
Um, but also, as we were talking about earlier in the show, this doesn't have as much to do with the bench. I just love the fact that Chris Paul's in there because Steve Kerr cannot treat Chris Paul the way he treats like his young players, for example. He he can't he cannot screw around with him. So it is nice that uh, there is now this other voice who can actually play this coaching role himself. What are your thoughts on Chris Paul next year? Like, do you have an opinion on whether he should come off the bench, should start? Does it matter? What are your thoughts, Kylan? Chris Paul needs to come off the bench. That's his role. That's where he's going to be most effective. That's what needs to happen, flat out. The Warriors traded Jordan Poole, who was supposed to be the leader of the second unit. He was supposed to be that primary scorer in the second unit. He was supposed to run the offense in the second unit, and it didn't work out. He was more efficient only when he started alongside Steph. Significantly put up bigger numbers when he started alongside Steph. But that's not what the Warriors needed. This starting five has worked. It's the same starting five that won a championship just two years ago. Like, not that much changed amongst that group. Uh, to me, Chris Paul could be a huge, huge boost to the second unit in providing veteran leadership, running that offense. I think he could be a great, you know, he could be really great teamed up with Jonathan Kaminga in terms of the lob threat and working in the pick and roll. When you're talking about a veteran who has the experience to run the offense and not make the mistakes that Jordan Poole has in terms of the turnover issues, the shot selection, the decision-making, I think he could be huge. And to me, the second unit was the bigger problem with last year's team. And the depth was the bigger problem than the starting five. There were times the starting five didn't play well, but also I feel like most of the season, they weren't all healthy or on the floor at the same time. That was also another issue with Andrew Wiggins being out for so long. Every season, Steph Curry is going to miss games at this point in his career, whether it's load management or minor injuries. Draymond, most seasons, deals with a minor injury. Honestly, Kevon Looney's the only one who's been able to play every game. Um, and then, you know, Clay Thompson... This past season still dealt with a little bit in terms of trying to, you know, just not push his knee too hard. To me, it's it's the depth. It was the size that was an issue. The road record and the defense was an issue. But, like, when you look from 2022, the championship team, to the 2022-23 season, like, it was the same starting five. And to me, especially early on in the season when we looked at the numbers, like, the starting five was among the best rated in the NBA, correct? Like Cyrus, I know you brought those numbers up several times on the show where it was like, oh, the Warriors starting five are, you know, one of the top rated offensive lineups yeah, in net the NBA. In terms of net rating, they, they mm -hmm. blew the competition away. Like it wasn't even close. The Nuggets starting five was a distant second. Um, but the only reason why I don't, I'm not harping on that now is because the sample size was from, it was a small sample size. It was from October through December. We didn't yeah. see the starting five together again since then. And then when they got back together in the postseason, they got their asses kicked. So, but I'm yeah. with you. You're, you're right. In theory, uh, that starting five is good. And, and, the, and the net rating statistic proved it. So that's, yeah, so that's where I was going with that. Maybe not the biggest sample size, but in general, they those start, that starting five won a championship in 2022. They came back and in what we saw of them together in you know, October through December, when they did play together, they were one of the best, you know, they were the best rated, you know, efficient group uh, amongst the NBA. Yeah. So to me, that's not necessarily what needs to be tinkered with. It was the everything else. Like you've got Ty Jerome running your offense in the second unit, or even starting when Steph Curry's injured. Like to me, it's the depth that's the issue. And I just look at if coming off the bench, they've got GP2, who can bring that defensive piece, the perimeter defending. You've got CP3, who, you know, is a great mid-range shooter, can connect with Jonathan Kaminga, brings that veteran presence. 
very low turnover point guard, just a great solid calming presence with some of these young players combine him with Jonathan Kaminga. That to me is exciting. Like looking at the Warriors six, seven, eight, when you throw him in the mix and the way that he could possibly run an offense with some of the Warriors second unit to me, that's where I see a major boost and advantage for the Warriors compared to a season ago. Do you think that he should be starting? Do you think he should be coming off the bench? Like to me, I, I like our odds with the starters when they're all healthy. I would like to see more off the bench. And I also still think that Chris Paul could close out games too. Like that's another option because he is one of the most efficient fourth quarter scorers in the NBA. So it's not like he's going to not have a huge role for this team, but is right. that role going to be in the starting five? I just don't see it. I don't see it with Steph Curry in the starting five. I don't like the idea of going super, 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 super small. Like that would be the smallest lineup in the NBA. And a bunch uh -huh. of people were commenting that and tweeting that at me. Um, when I had some kind of reaction on Twitter to Chris Paul's initial comments, like, oh, I don't know that I'm going to be, you know, what makes you think I'm going to be in the second unit? What makes anyone think that having the smallest lineup in the NBA with a bunch of old players is going to work for the Warriors? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, if I, it was you. a Clay, Wiggins, Steph, Chris Paul, Draymond Green lineup, I did the math. It would be the shortest starting five and among the oldest in the NBA. To me, that does not win a championship. The group they had was effective in the starting five. So, no, that's not the answer, in my mm -hmm. opinion. What do you think, Cy? I, I agree. I will already agree. I, I don't think Chris Paul should be starting. Uh, I, it's, I, I'm not a small ball proponent. Uh, a huge part of that is just trauma as a longtime Warriors fan, singing with Don Nelson for all those years. And, uh, look, even though people say the Warriors have won titles with small ball, I don't agree with that notion. They had plenty of size for all four of those title teams. And I don't like the idea. Well, here's what I don't like the idea the most, if that makes sense, uh, is Chris Paul and Stephen Curry playing extensive minutes together for the simple reason that, look, one guy is 6'2", the other guy is six feet. Um, they're, they're 36 and 38, 35 and 38, whatever it is. That, that, yeah. that is just not a recipe for disaster. That is not a recipe for success. So yeah. I, I wholeheartedly think if this is going to work, Chris Paul is going to be the leader of that second unit. I, I'm totally with you. Um, now, another thing to keep in mind, too, though, is that Steph's going to miss games. So you've got to figure, you know, 20, 30 games Chris Paul can start in place of Steph Curry. So it's not like I just think when you look at the Warriors best lineup, he works best with the second unit. But he's still going right. to be in that starting rotation in times that Steph's out. Maybe even, you know, if Clay has to rest, they slide, you know, someone to the two guard and he could play it you know, the point. So it's not like he would never start, but I'm just saying in terms of their like best lineup, they're throwing out in the playoffs. Like I just think the second unit is what makes the most sense. I, I absolutely with you. Um, I mean, before we go, we're, we're up against the clock here. Uh, I'm not going to have, we're not going to get a chance to touch on everything today, but I want to get to the chat real fast. Um, Daniel Reed, uh, for example, wrote, is there a possibility that the Warriors trade Chris Paul? Yes, um, absolutely. But it's just going to be one of those things where if it doesn't work out, if there's a lot of drama, Probably going to happen soon um, if it's a situation where everyone seems copacetic and, and there's harmony, but we're not seeing wins. Maybe it's a trade that happens in January. But yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Kylan? Yeah, I think it's very possible. Before the trade deadline, if things aren't going well for the Warriors, absolutely. I think that Chris Paul could be in discussions to be traded. No questions asked. By the absolutely. way, hi, Jill Espina, who's been commenting in the chat. She asked if I've ever written a book, and I have not. But I take that as a compliment, I guess. Um, and also, she just said that the oldest and smallest team would be Steve Kerr's dream come true. <laughs> <Does that make laughs> I know. I already I highlighted that already. I showed that on <laughs> yeah. the screen. Um, by the way, uh, and, and kudos to our incredibly intelligent 
audience, Chris Weems is, in fact, uh, a new assistant coach with the Golden State Warriors. Not official yet. There's only one source, just like the, the person in the chat said, and I missed this tweet okay. yesterday. Uh, that And Monty Poole tweeted this out yesterday. League sources, the Warriors are promoting Chris Weems from a player development position to a front bench assistant. Um, so we'll, we'll cover that extensively. This is really brand new news uh, for me, uh, at least. I, I, I Apparently, yeah, this is new. This happened yesterday. So um, we'll talk about Chris Weems in a future show. Um, Sean Stanley, real quick, writes, what are the chances the Warriors sign JaVale McGee if he's bought out or released by the Mavs? I think the chances are are high. I mean, this is a, a player. He didn't leave on on bad terms. Um, it is speculated that he part the uh, part of the reason why he left the Warriors was because he wanted more playing time. But that was also like four years ago, five years ago. Um, at thirty five years of age, which I believe where Javale is now, he probably would not yeah. mind a lesser role. Him and Stephen Curry mm-hmm. get along great. Uh, Kylan, do you think that's a possibility? If if uh, Javale McGee's bought out, he comes to the Warriors. Yeah, we've talked about that. I think it's a very real possibility. I think he'd be a great addition given what the Warriors are looking for. You mentioned the familiarities there, good relationships within the organization. And then just, you know, based on on the depth needs that the Warriors have in their front court, I think he'd be great. Yeah, he's 35, but still, I think he'd be okay. Like you said, at this point in his career with, you know, maybe a more limited role in the second unit, but the more front court depth, the better. So I think that would be great. And I think it's possible. I, I do think it's possible. Yeah, absolutely. I do. And 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 just to finish up, because Douglas Mikes wrote, um, what do you think of Mike Dunleavy's comments that he doesn't see them adding another big? I don't know if he, he like necessarily said that like it's like it's a steadfast certainty. Yeah. Um, I, I the, what I interpreted from the comments was it might this might be it. They still might get someone else. I haven't really seen anything conclusive, not to mention um, you can't really read too much into what Dunleavy says publicly because this is the same guy that said Jordan Poole. Um, was going to be with the Warriors for the next four years. Three days later, he's traded. So, yeah. um, you know, even if he did say something concrete like that, I don't know if I would trust it, but I also didn't interpret those uh, those words like they weren't going to get a feel big. Like, I feel like Bob Myers was kind of the same way and transparent in that he would be up front and say, hey, like, we don't have any plans, but if the right player or the right fit came along, like, yes, we would make a move or we would add a bit. So, you know what I mean? He may say, yeah, there's no one out there right now. We don't have any immediate plans, but that could change if someone, you know, becomes available that the Warriors feel like is the right fit. Absolutely. Um, well, thank you to everyone for joining us. Uh, again, we'll be back at this soon. Um, yeah, the offseason continues. Stay cool out there, folks. Woo-woo. Follow Follow Kylan Mills on social media platforms at Kylan Mills. Follow me on threads at Dog Wild on Twitter at Dog Surf Rocho. Follow the program on Twitter at Locked on Dubs. Hope everyone's happy out there. We'll be back at this soon. Take care. Bye bye. See ya. Yeah, there you go. There, there. That was Bye. <laughs> I feel like we have to say something during this. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>